Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring producer Moraz and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. And a happy Monday morning to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming your way this hour in 20 minutes, Canadian bacon from the weekend that it was. Game four goes to the Golden Knights. And now Vegas is one win away from their first Stanley Cup ever. They were only in existence five years ago. So what an impressive run this has been over the first five years of their existence. A couple of Stanley Cup finals and now on the verge of a championship. Also this hour in 40 minutes, the Jaguars are going to get a new building, it looks like, which means they're going to have to play somewhere else while it's being built. And where are they thinking? Just a little follow-up from last segment. Over the weekend, Joe Montana turned 60, 70 years old. That rattled Merez. He's already 67? But here's the, the age of a Hall of Fame athlete that really boggles my mind every time he hits a birthday or every time that I dial in on how old he is. You know how old Pete Rose is? Hmm. Pete Se- Rose? Oh. Go ahead. I was going to guess 72. Higher. Older. No. 78? 81. Older. Older. Are you serious? He's in his 80s? Pete Rose is 82 years old. Oh, my God. What you don't realize is that Pete Rose played in the 60s. He was a rookie in the late 60s with the Reds, and then, of course, was maybe even the mid-60s with the Reds, and then was, of course, a member of the Big Red Machine throughout the 70s. He, at 82, also living a hard life like LT, actually looks pretty good for 82. Yeah. If, if I had no idea about his timeline, I would also be like, yeah, he's in his 70s, maybe mid-70s, but yeah, he's 82 years old, and, you know, I guess because he's been in the limelight for so long and because we've been talking about whether he belongs to the Hall of Fame or not for so long, it just it feels like he's kind of like forever 50 years old. And instead, you start doing the math. You're like, wow, yeah, he debuted 50 years, uh, 60 years ago. And he retired 36, 35, 36 years ago. And he was old when he retired. He was yeah, in his mid-40s. Wow. Yeah. Like, he had a long career, and it began 60 years ago. He played in the 60s with, like, Bob Gibson. I'm going to say something's going to sound messed up, but I'm being sincere. I feel way better about making it to 80 than I did 10 minutes ago. 
based on LT and Pete Rose? Yes, both of them. Look, I mean, let's make no bones about it. We could talk about all the chicken fingers I've eaten in the world and how many desserts I love. Those are two guys that have had other vices that have lived hard lives. And for them to look the way they look at their age, oh, Shawnee's making 80. Well, they were also world-class athletes at certain points. So I don't I think mean, you've ever been anywhere near that. I mean, I beat my record on Peloton this weekend. Okay, so. great. Wonderful. Well, so what? this is a very interesting question. What do we think hinders your longevity more? Being overweight with a poor diet or alcoholism and hard drugs? <laughs> I mean, look, we're not, we're not saying that either are good. No, but I, no. I would still say alcoholism and hard drugs lead to a wider variety of organs that can stop than just the overweight stuff that will fully stop the heart. You know, I don't know if I agree. Only because <laughs> oh, no. Only because while you're right, alcoholism deteriorates your liver, it dehydrates you, I'm sure it affects your brain in a poor way. Hard drug abuse, obviously, cocaine, things like this, is going to do a lot of damage to your internal organs and your brain. The fact is, the weight that you carry, not you specifically, but a lot of weight that people carry for a long time puts an exorbitant stress on every part of your physical body every second of every day. Now... You're an alcoholic. You might be drunk all of the time, but you might be buzzed some of the time. You might be sober some of the time. You do hard drugs. I mean, unless you're a real addict, you're not high all of the time, but weight is there 24-7. You wake up, you're overweight, your heart's working harder. You go to bed, you're overweight, your organs are pumping more. Damn it. You know, your <laughs> ankles are swollen constantly. The gout builds up. There just is no relief when you're overweight and you're doing it for a long time. There's just there's no exhale for the body. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> but when you say, I guess my point is, Pete Rose at 82, despite doing hard drugs and a lot of booze for a long time, if he was 300 pounds at the age of 50, I don't think he's making 82. I Look, <laughs> I, you make a really compelling hurt. He's right. I wake It made me think that every time I wake up, my heart just starts into overdrive, that it's working hard. But, I mean, that being said, I don't have gout. My ankles no. aren't loaded. So, like, not all fat people are also built the same. You're right. They're, and the doctor has oftentimes said you're the healthiest big guy he's right. ever seen. It's about what's going on in the in, internal tickers and organs. So, now, I, I would say that there are certainly fat people where you could tell. You know, the ones, again, where they need to bathe outside on the porch. Those are the kind of ones that I would agree. <laughs> now you can take shots now. Worse than, you know, hard drugs. But I think, you know, your average fit fatty like me is not as in bad a shape as Lawrence Taylor is with all the drugs he's used. Well, that's right. If you're 20 pounds overweight, you're doing way better than LT. 20 pounds overweight and that versus doing a lot of cocaine, a lot of strippers, and a lot of booze over the course of 40 years, yeah, you're doing way better. I think it, it comes to the point where you're if you're 50 pounds overweight. Once you get into those, you know, it's like when you go to Disney, when you see those people. <laughs> <laughs> the bowling alleys. 
It's not a small world there. You're right, T.A. <laughs> Those are the overweight people that you got to worry about because that's 50 to 75 pounds over what their oh. playing weight should be. The people where above their knees are so fat it starts to look like a hot dog bun? Yes, those people. <laughs> yes, those people are not making 82 like Pete Rose. <laughs> also, it, do- it does make the question. <laughs> That's the most walking they do all year. Oh, there's no question. That's the best cardiovascular they get. For years. I, I love the pot shots here taken by Mraz and these guys. <laughs> oh, and I've never tackling. been one of the fat people at Disney. I've never, DA's right. They can't stop getting those Mickey pretzels. Like he's Fred Fitness. <laughs> but, you know, it, it does also beg the question, does doing hard drugs actually keep some weight off? Because okay. I don't know, but, I mean, cocaine the cocaine people are always kind of strung out and thin, right? Well, maybe not always. Why? Well, I, I, there's something there with cocaine where um, I guess it keeps you from eating or being hungry, but like there's never and it probably fat speeds up your metabolism people. big time yeah. when you're actually on it. You might want to take a picture of the brain after you do there cocaine. You are, yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you're skinny. Usually, strung out coke addicts are skinny, but not all the time, I guess. There's yeah, fat I mean, guys that do cocaine. I've had enough diets fail that I've thought about it, but I've never pulled the trigger. <laughs> I could imagine. Oh, my goodness. What does Mraz on Coke look like? <laughs> well, the problem is I got like this from the other Coke, which is right. the other the big problem. But you're right. I mean, yeah. you, would, you would binge watch the entire Giants 09 season in one night <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> I'm up to week 11. It's amazing. <laughs> you you got to see the development that we've seen in the wide receivers. <laughs> I never realized John Huffnagel could coach quarterbacks like this. Sean you can really see where Coughlin loses it. <laughs> I'm telling you, week 11, third quarter, Vikings. You, you'll see it. <laughs> oh, 82. <laughs> and 82, 82. Yeah. yeah, you're sure you're banking on 82? I'm just saying, the hit king can make 82. I can make it. Burger king can make 82. <laughs> the hit king and burger king. So over the weekend, I think Heat fans have kind of come down to the earth and realized this is not going to be a championship year. They are down 3-1. It has been done by the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. However, that team had LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, and this Heat team does not. So it, it does feel like this is going to be the unceremonious end to a wonderful run. And so the question becomes, what next? Ira Winderman of the South Florida Sun Sentinel has covered, if I'm not mistaken, and I know Ira a little bit from my time in Miami, I believe he has covered every Heat game ever dating back to the 80s. I think he's been on the Heat beat ever since they were an expansion team in 88. Either way, he is, if there is a godfather of Heat journalism, of Heat coverage, he's it. He has seen it all. And he posed in a column for the Sun Sentinel the idea that this should be the end of Tyler Hero with the Heat and use him as the centerpiece of a trade for Damian Lillard. Now, we've seen the reports of Lillard kind of openly looking other places now. He did bring up Miami by saying that he has a few friends on the team. I believe, was it Bam, who he said was, am I getting that confused? Uh, I think think it's I think you're right right? on Bam. I think it was Bam. Either way, that 
if the Blazers wanted to move on from Lillard, it's tough to move on because he makes so much money. He makes $45 million next season. So you have to have another big contract come back. And for the Heat, they've got not a $45 million contract for Tyler Hero, but it's $27 million. So there is the starting point of a deal, okay? He has a four-year, $130 million extension coming to him if they want to to extend him. So if you're to the Heat, do you make that type of deal where Damian Lillard is the superior player, but you're getting him later in his career and a much bigger price tag, forcing you to maybe to, to have to part with some of your other pieces on the Heat? I would say this. I like Tyler Hero. But if you are the Heat and you want to dial in for a championship saying, hey, we've got a window here with Jimmy Butler. We've got a window here with Bam. Butler is not getting any younger. And this team has come to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, the bubble NBA Finals, and now Game 5 of this NBA Finals or beyond. I think making a trade for Dame Lillard makes a lot of sense. Again, I don't know how much great basketball Damian Lillard has, but could you imagine the type of competitor you get at 32 years old that has a guy that's only been to one conference final ever and no NBA finals in an Eastern Conference where, let's face it, there still is no beasts. The Bucks could be that team, but faltered this year and have a new head coach. The Sixers want to be that team, but they have been unable to do so. The Celtics want to be that team, but they are lacking a certain killer instinct. And there's the heat with this heat culture thing that Damian Lillard would fit in perfectly with. Would he not? Would he not be the perfect heat guy? So I do think that makes a lot of sense. I do think considering Pat Riley has been big game hunting his entire career, that this would make... A lot of sense from a target standpoint for the Heat and for Riley. And I think for Damian Lillard, look, I admire the fact that he's wanted to get it done in Portland. And I admire the fact that he still wants to get it done in Portland. But it sounds like he feels like he understands the time has kind of come and gone and that he can look elsewhere. And Miami would be a good place to to go because Damian Lillard, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler – along with Eric Spolstra as your head coach and the rest of these role guys, I think if they got Lillard for Hero, considering they got all this far without Hero, they would be the favorites of the Eastern Conference. You add Lillard, I think the Heat are the favorites of the conference. So, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. You can always hit me up on Twitter, DA on CBS. We are mere, at, we are mere days away from the Bob's Bar Show on Friday. And I just want to read a bit of an email that I got because this is pretty amazing. A listener from Vancouver says, DA emailed me over the weekend. I still plan on attending from the Vancouver area if the flight works out. I'm flying standby, which means I could be going direct from Vancouver to Newark or Vancouver to Toronto and then LaGuardia, or I could be zigzagging my way around the continent. So if you wouldn't mind, could you have Mraz pass along 
the Bob's Bar address as, so, as long as it's convenient. He said, I might be the oldest guy coming, 69 years old, but I feel in my mind like I'm in my 30s. And you know what? <clears throat> if it's me that has to oil boil, not a problem. I've done much worse. <laughs> I mean, so this guy is a total warrior. I didn't ask if I could read this email on air, so I'm going to keep his his identity quiet for now, but I, I have a feeling he's not going to mind. But, I mean, how about this warrior mentality, Mraz, where this dude is going to fly standby, which means you could be waiting at the airport for 12 hours for a flight and then have to go from Vancouver to Phoenix to Chicago to Atlanta to Tampa to Boston to New York just to get here, and the guy's tipping nearly 70 and has the guts to go out and do this this guy is amazing. That's unbelievable. And honestly, I think this is, no offense to Marie, better that a 69-year-old man from Vancouver could be slapping some baby oil on his hands right. and rubbing up oil after he's made four stops flying standby. This is what the DA show community is all about. I, I couldn't be more impressed. And by the way, if his flight's delayed and he gets in at 7 and we've already handed out those keychains, somebody's given one up here. Yeah. Uh, in the bottle, somebody's given one up to him. Yeah, no offense to Dan of Mechanicsburg, but he's given up his, exactly. his uh, bottle opener. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> 1,000%. I almost feel like Badland should burp in his face because why not get the full experience if you're flying that far? I'm going to tell you, if you've flown standby from Vancouver to make this happen, if you want to be kicked in the pool along with Mraz, we'll allow that. We'll kick you in the pool as well. You tandem dive between you two. That's unreal. I hope he didn't mind my Sedin twins take when I said basically they need to give it up with each other. <laughs> yeah, what was that take again? Uh, that they need to at some point be separate. They don't need to go to the Hall of Fame together. They don't need to play in Vancouver together that long. At some point, you need to venture out and be on your own and be your own person. And they're always going to be identified as the Sedin twins. And Vancouver people hated that. Absolutely hated it. Yeah, you said they've, they've got to move on with their lives. Exactly, and they didn't. But this guy's moving on. He's moving on to West Babylon. By the way, just let him know there is no <laughs> runway on the side street where Gail will be parked. He can't park planes. So make sure you get to a real airport. <laughs> Bogues, how amazing is this that we might have a 69-year-old fan coming in from Vancouver? I, I almost want to do like a wellness check on him beforehand. Like, why why would you do this for us? It's a lot of pressure to be good on Friday. But I would think, too, that as you were just saying, he deserves almost anything for this trip. I mean, if we've got any signed blotty schedules, anything like that, <laughs> give it to this one. guy. Could the first booker be served to our friend from Vancouver? I mean, how does it not? Yeah. I mean, no offense. And Tommy Topspin should surrender the first donut to him as well. Whatever this guy wants, you make him feel king of the day. And by the way, there's like 10 bar stools. He should also get one of them. Again, no offense, knockout Neil. You can stand this year. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay, so first donut goes to our friend from Vancouver. If he wants to be kicked in the pool and slapped by a kielbasa, he can do that as well. We do need and to be careful, though. He is 67 or 69 or whatever. 69, yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't, you know, we also can't be dragging an elderly man out of the pool either. Ooh, so. Do we have an EMT on, on site? Uh, Bayou Bear's wife I'll talk to. I, she okay. might be there. Yeah. Okay. We should and print out some waivers to people, people <laughs> to sign to as they come in. 
<laughs> you know, on Friday when you were out, Bogues, we had a listener bring up a pretty good point. I believe it was Fatty Crackers. Who said if we, if <laughs> I'm we sure don't, it was. If we don't have a musical guest, because Jay House is booked for a wedding this year, if we don't have a musical guest, how about OK... What's his name? OK Bingo? OK Arcade? Who? Badlands Booker's son. Connor Verhage? No, Badland Booker's kid. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. no. Yeah, come on. We know. Remember, Badlands Booker's kid is a DJ. Yes. Oh, hold on. Let me see if it's if okay. Bingo. No. Okay. Atari. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not okay. Chugs, right? <laughs> okay. Chugs. Wait a minute! What wedding is that? Six o'clock in the <laughs> yeah, morning. Friday morning wedding. No, he's got to. It's it's. Uh, he's got to learn some new songs. It's a whole thing. Okay, hip hop. By the way. <laughs> okay, hip hop. Okay, hip hop. Right. That's and I believe he's a teenager now. We've watched him grow up. You know, it's almost like watching Steph Curry with Del Curry. We've watched yeah, him grow yeah. up. So maybe we got to hire Okay Hip Hop to be our DJ, as oh. his dad belches in your face. You know, no offense, DA, but this can turn into a bit of a, you know, what do they call that big festival in California everybody loves? Coachella? Oh, Coachella. Coachella. It could be a little Coachella. You could get OK Hip Hop. You can get Katie Lindahl do a country set. There's somebody who can't be named that'll be there that could do a lot of house music as well. Bagpipes. We have bagpipes there. You actually could turn this into a music festival as well. Right. (laughs) Maybe we should think about that. Maybe we should have it become a music festival. (laughs) Do you remember, DA, when we convinced Sean that there was a music festival for me in Boise? Yeah. (laughs) I had to sign that. No, you guys told me you were flipping the coin and you were late. That really annoyed me. What was the name of that? It was like Bogey Fest. It was like it something to do with like a mountain or something. Yes. There. Right, right. Bogey Fest. <laughs> Bogey Fest named after you. Okay, well, sounds like we got a plan here. Friday morning has become now a music festival. <laughs> so. I'm sure the neighbors will be thrilled. <laughs> we will have music. It might just be me playing my no, phone I, through a Wi-Fi speaker. I, will, I actually will have an answer on that today. I had another cover band that couldn't get everybody off, but I might have an original music band that's been played here on a, a local Long Island station uh, that could, uh, I think Gen X might be their name, they could be available. <laughs> I was going to find out later today if their bassist was around. You're always available, too. You've sang before. Hey, ladies, any man's going to get book wild. Going to go back and hit him up style. And again, and last time, time, I have been like Tom Hanks and Elvis. I have been working the phones That's here. Right. I have been. That's right. Yeah. And so, if you're also in the music industry and you can travel and will work for free, you're welcome to come on Friday. Right. Come on down. <laughs> and as you can see by Jay House, who worked last year now doing a Friday morning <laughs> wedding, once you're on our show, the sky's the limits. Right. <laughs> we pay so well. That you will punt on the next year to work on songs. (laughs) (laughs) Or you'll leave the business entirely. (laughs) Yeah. If you want confirmation that you can't make it, be on. (laughs) Hold court right by the the French toast that's set up. Right. When we come back on the show, Canadian Bacon from Game 4 this weekend, DA, CBS Sports Radio. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best games. Guys, we're having a good time. Having a good time. We crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a hockey, you know, it's only it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA Show. All right, game four over the weekend. Raz, take it away. All right, Damon, it's good to be back in the chair. Transplant residents and alligator-loving locals packed the pavilion outside One Panther Parkway in Sunrise, Florida on Saturday night. It was, not, it was a nice-to-have-it game for the Knights and a gotta-have-it game for the Panthers as two teams without a Stanley Cup continued to battle for their first. Chandler Stevenson would strike first to give Vegas a 1-0 lead in the first period, but Chandler continued to bing in the second period and made the game no laughing matter for Janice or any Panthers fan. <laughs> Down the left wall by Stone. He breaks left circle. Looks to the middle of the shot. Stevenson scores. Second of the day for Chandler Stevenson. 2-0 Golden Knights. He was there for you when the Panthers started to fall. Vegas kept their 2-0 lead, and it extended to 3-0 when William Carlson with a K made the game 3-zip. The Cats needed to clean up their litter box to have any chance to come back in this game. They would start to chip away, though, as Brandon Montour de France cycled one in to cut the lead to 3-1 heading to the third period. In the third period, the Panthers became dopes as Alexander Barkov said, Here we go, Panthers, here we go, woof, woof, and cut the Vegas lead to 3-2. to two. 
It was pucker up your butt cheeks time for night fans. Could they really lose public funding for an A stadium and a three to nothing game four lead in the same week? Aiden Henry Hill continued to be a good fella for the Knights in net turning away shot after shot. There would be one last flurry though as time expired. The Panthers literally scratched and clawed trying to get one final puck across. But instead, the pink put the Jeep, oh no. But instead, the pink put the sleep juice would begin to drip for the Panthers. And the loose puck is fought for, played out front, a shot, Hill the save, the horn sounds. And the Golden Knights hang on to take game four, three, two, and we've got all kinds of altercations down there at ice level now. We've got a pile back in behind the net for Hagee's on top of a Golden Knight out in front. Aiden Hill, the Knights goaltender who didn't even start playing regularly for this team until round two, continued to be a hero. After the game, Aiden the intern became Aiden the Conn Smythe candidate as he discussed the final scrum. Yeah, I know I kind of got tripped up there for a second. I think it was someone behind me, but yeah, just getting up and, you know, it's just trying to do anything you can to keep up on it, you know, where it is and just trying to make the save and then at the end kind of with a little scrum, but yeah. For the Panthers, they now try to avoid elimination in Vegas on Tuesday night and may have to do so without star forward Matthew Kachuk on his A game. Kachuk was laboring through an injury most of game four and played just four shifts in the third period on Saturday night. The Panthers, though, did come back from three games to one down to beat the Bruins in round one. But if Katy Perry was a Panthers fan, she wouldn't want to hear these excuses. Don't be a baby. Remember what you told me. Shut up and put your money where your mouth is. That's what you get for waking up in Vegas. Game five is Tuesday night on the Strip. And that is your Canadian bacon. Wow. Strong performance from Mraz. One of his best this postseason. Let's see what the scoring says. Four and a half. Wow. Four and a half. Which is appropriate. That was either a four and a half or a four seven five. That was some of Mraz's best work. The writing was some of his best. It might have been his best script. I'm gonna go over the hit list. I loved almost all of it. Chandler binged. I really liked Janice. Ha 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 ha. A playoff of the friends. Janice with the annoying laugh. Excellent. Carlson with a K. That's a winner. Montour de France cycled his way through. Excellent. I really love this turn of phrase. He gave us a dogs for Barkov. Very smart. Knights were dogs. Then the Henry Hill, Aiden Hill, good fella connection. He wove in an A stadium joke, which you know for me is right up my alley. That's like asking if I want the Buccaneers throwbacks back. Aiden the intern reference there, all really good. The song itself, he's had much better ones. The Katy Perry was okay, but I can't mark him down because it wasn't bad. Really, the only thing to mark down is that slip up with the pig and the sleep juice. I didn't even really get the joke to begin with. <laughs> Me neither. And then he stumbled on that. That's the only thing. So that's either a half an oink off or a .25 oink off.
But that's a 4-5 or a 4-7-5 unless you are absolutely adamant that Mraz needs to make you laugh out loud for a ridiculous song. I, don't, I think that's a little unfair. I love when he does it. I don't think it has to be there. I don't think it has to be mandatory for a great bacon. So I think four and a half is a is an appropriate grade for this. Bogues, what do you think? Yeah, this is um this is a weird spot because it was really well written. I mean, might be Sean's best script, and it does call into question the fact that this game was Saturday night. So we had all of Sunday to think of these Dang. things or ask for help. But what what it was lacking, I thought, was that one signature Sean moment. Even the mess up, like we moved past it quickly and then delivered the joke fine. Like even that wasn't the typical high end best part of Sean's Bacon's. So yeah, I think four and a half, four seven five. That's a good spot for it. Anything else would be nitpicking. I mean, we did get the Montour de France, like. It's the Tour de France. You could have like you could have oh, done the whole French right, thing. You went like dude. you read it like if you're from Iowa. Um, other than and like I, and like Dia said, I didn't understand that joke I, after the mess up. I didn't get it when you delivered it correctly. So I was all uh, off on that one to begin with. But otherwise, that was really really good. Yeah. I, and before Pete comments, I just want to tell you that joke was one I thought I'd edit out of the script because I didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> um. I thought I had changed it around because ba- it's a it's a joke about putting a cat to sleep. Instead, the pink put oh. sleep juice would begin to drip. You know that pink stuff that puts animals to sleep. That's ridiculous. See, see, I, I don't think that's well known enough. They yeah, the pink to, juice to be poor a reference. Taste. It was definitely poor taste, and that's why as I started reading, I said, "Oh no, I never edited this out." So that's why I stumbled and said, "Well, I'm here, so I got to deliver it." Yeah, I, I mean, thought it was pig juice, like a no, Canadian pink, bacon reference. Pink put to sleep juice. That's kind of like a, a phrase for that 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 liquid that puts an animal to sleep. That is gross. Yeah, I mean, so even before the poor tasting, I just don't think that's a that's a thing <laughs> a joke that people would ever get. Oh. I think the question becomes. Can Mraz get a perfect bacon, a five-oinker, if he doesn't make you laugh out loud? And this was Mm. one where it's very clever, but there's not that booming, oh, my God, he went there, or that song is so ridiculous. Wasn't that line? And this is, well, this is for the the historians to discuss. This is for the, the students to discuss that analyze these types of things. Can Mraz achieve a perfect oink if he doesn't make you laugh boisterously out loud? Because let's just say he eliminated the pink juice joke and it just wasn't there. He could have made the argument for a five oinker there, but it wouldn't have had a rowdy laugh. Like, we'll never use the Katy Perry thing probably as a drop. No. It it wasn't that great. No. But, okay, so, Pete, what did you grade down the half oink on? It was the the stumble. It was the stumble because I... Even though he did write probably his best copy, I think he writes very long sentences. And I think that's what jams him up yeah. in, in stuff like that. You're right about that. And that's why we get the in 2016. Right. <laughs> because in broadcast writing, the way to avoid having to keep your voice going up and up and up and up is you write, write shorter sentences. So, sound bites, right? For ba, sound ba, bites. Ba, 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 ba. But if you have really long sentences, you have to go ba 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 and which is where you get in twenty sixteen. So Pete, if he did not have the slip up with the pink juice, could it have been a five? Uh no, because no, because what he just said, that joke was in bad taste. I did not like that joke at all. But let's say he eliminated that. 
Uh, it's possible. possible. Okay. We, mm-hmm. we have to see that. We would have to hear it, though, because it, it, who knows what would have happened. If it Could there have been something else that would have screw, uh, been screwed up? But I would say... <laughs> I would say there's a chance. Yeah, see, I still I, think, and we I mean, we can't do four eight four nine with our <laughs> oink scale, but I still think even you know, delivered perfectly, even not understanding the pink sleepy juice reference, I still think I would have been missing that well, one singular moment that we didn't I, get. I, in this. I would say I, this: I would have taken if I had the ability to take points off, I would have taken a half a point off for that joke. Well, wow. let me just. I just want to close with this: I think the mortality of Pat Boyle helped me here this morning. I think that watching Pat Boyle do this too much, get too many reps to the point he was exposed a little bit, not living up to his promises, realizing he is a mere mortal and not just, you know, king of the oinks, let's get porked, I think calmed me down a lot today. There was no, I felt no pressure today. So I'm going to come out, I'm going to just do my work and the crew is going to like it and that's it. And I think that you guys missed me a little on bacon here. Here we go. I don't think we missed you, but I think we made <laughs> a very salient point here. And that is... When you were up against Pat Boyle in a home run hitting competition, basically, you're swinging out of your shoes. Everything is a big swing, swinging for the fences. When you saw him falter, and for those that don't know, he guaranteed a perfect Canadian bacon last week. He said, in fact, it was going to be the greatest bacon ever, then completely imploded. It was a disaster. He didn't even finish it. What it allows you to do is just go out there and hit a couple of doubles. You're going three for three, mm-hmm. four for four. You're driving runs in, but you're not swinging out of your cleats. And so you were very comfortable today, and the script was very good, and you didn't go for the wow moment. And I think maybe that did help you here. Thank you. I feel really good, and I'm looking to, you know, Vegas wins. We're going to have a good, strong bacon, but I'm not going to make guarantees like Pat Boyle. You're either going to like it or not like it on Thursday morning. But I, it does beg the question, and again, the, the historians will have to answer this. This is for the... <laughs> Or Wednesday morning. <laughs> For the educators out there, the, those that, that really study the Canadian bacon lore, does Marat, does every bacon that's a five need a wow moment? Or can you ham and egg your way to a perfect well, score? I, I can I don't think if you need a wow moment. If the writing is good and the delivery is clean enough, can you ham and egg your way to a five? Or does well, it ha- need some magic? But how about every time I have a wow moment, I seem to get graded down for said wow moment. Now I can't get a five unless I have the wow moment. See what I mean? The goalposts are always moved here on the DA show. We like wow moments around here. <laughs> we we live, we thrive on After wow moments. After spending three years of cre- crushing my wow moments. That, that was one of your strongest. It was, yeah. but but let's also, let's be honest now. For the Katy Perry song at the very end didn't have to be there. It seemed like, it, I wouldn't it say. It did not. Well, but I, waking up in Vegas is not. Right, right. So, I mean, I wouldn't it say. Was it was a treat for the fans. Oh, right. It was a treat a for the song. kid in Indianapolis. <laughs> I was waiting for when's the song come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't forced, but it was like, it was extra. But then it also wasn't. Great. Like, it was fine, but it wasn't comically bad or comically good. So, like, you you gave yourself a chance to have the wow moment, but you didn't deliver the wow moment with the Katy Perry song. You liked it anyway, folks. I did. You said we missed it. We did. We gave it a four and a half, four, seven, five. You can't miss it and give it a score like that. And here comes the pat on the back. Right. As he raises his glass. Right. Literally pats himself on the back. Yeah. After admitting that he was mentally spooked by Pat Boyle. (laughs) Before 0.5 winks a day. All right, Bogues has headlines. Do I? What time is it? I lost track of the time. Uh, They're sponsored. Hey, John. They're sponsored by HelloFresh. Shake up dinner time with HelloFresh with 40 weekly recipe options. There's always something new to try. Get 16 free meals plus free shipping with code SKATE16. 
HelloFresh.com slash Skate16. Only one team has recovered from a 3-1 deficit in the NBA Finals. The Heat would like to make it two. Kyle Lowry knows how. Just follow all the cliches. All we got to do is take it one possession at a time, one minute at a time, you know, one second at a time, and just continue to believe in what we do, believe in our game plan, understand what the game plan is, and just be positive. He'd also like to thank God for the opportunity, and he <laughs> promises to give 110% tonight in Game 5 many, in Denver. How many did he use there? It was like four or five in like 30 seconds. I mean, it was just rapid fire. It's literally <laughs> no meaning to any of those words. Uh, Sunday night baseball, Yankee Stadium, rubber game, Red Sox and Yankees, nine innings, not enough. Boston finally winning 3-2 in 10 on a Kike Hernandez RBI single. And who needs some golf drama? Swing of the putter. Comes up with some speed, now up the rise. For the Eagle, for the win, to the top, take it! Yes! 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 The drought is over! The drought is over! Nick Taylor with the Eagle, the 2023 RBC Canadian Open champion! History! History! Two-year exemption! He's an icon now in this country! That's from SiriusXM uh, PGA I'm Tour so Radio. I'm so glad you played that. This is this is such an amazing moment. You can finish this story. Uh, and yes, there is radio play-by-play of golf and someone who's done radio play-by-play of tennis. These are my cousins. Uh, Nick Taylor, <laughs> a 72-foot eagle to win the RBC Canadian Open in a playoff with Tommy Fleetwood. There's a lot of luck for that to go in the hole. Yeah, and the luck makes him the first Canadian to win his home event since 1950. 54. Wow. 69 years between Canadians winning. That's why he's an icon now in Canada. I, I just love this moment because you think that their star for a Stanley Cup at the RBC Open, it was like delirium when this putt went in. I mean, it was a giant party. In fact, one of the other golfers tried to come over and celebrate and got tackled by security. Yes. It was like the entire walls were shaking on the golf course. Everyone was going so nuts. Canada needs a Stanley Cup. This is what they are relegated to, going bonkers over a putt at the did, RBC. And did you guys see them singing O Canada to him as he lined up to tee off at one of the, Oh, it was so they all sang That's O awesome. Canada in unison. It was great. And they've that also really got cool. they have one of the tee boxes, I don't know which hole it is, but it's lined with boards like a hockey rink and the fans lean over and slap oh, the man. boards as you're getting ready to tee off. It was a cool cool That's scene. That's great. Love it. All right, I'm done. Back to you. Wow. Okay. When we come back here on the show, where are the Jaguars playing if they get a new stadium? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Please knock. Dan in Mechanicsburg is asleep in the Lazy Boy. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Will Dan in Mechanicsburg sleep on Friday? That is the question. That surrounds the DA show. We are just days away from the Bob's Bar Show. Can't wait for Friday. You can always watch the show on YouTube and on Twitch. Full episodes are available. Archive there on YouTube. Find the CBS Sports Radio channel and at watchda.com. So the renditions of a brand new Jaguar Stadium were made public last week. Hopefully this thing gets done. Jacksonville certainly deserves a brand new stadium. And if Shad Khan's going to at least kick in 50%, that's good. Way better than John Fisher with the A's, who wants everything handed to him. But 
you know, the city still has to kick in a lot as well. And I'm never comfortable with cities, municipalities using taxpayer money to build billionaire stadiums. But that is what it is. That's a conversation for a different day. If they do get the stadium done, they're not going to be able to play in the stadium until it gets refurbished and rebuilt, et cetera. So what do you do? Where do you play? Perhaps Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville, home of the Gators, the Swamp, they could play there. Some have thought maybe the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, they could play there. And now a new contender, Daytona Raceway. that They could play at Daytona potentially for two years. And I would say this, there is certainly a, I wonder how that would look. Wow, that might be cool aspect to an NFL team playing football games regularly in the middle of one of the most, if not the most historic, well-known track in NASCAR. Certainly there is some, I wonder how that would go, feel to it. But I would say you don't want that for two years. I don't think you want that for two years. I don't think that's something that you want to dial in on. I don't think that looks good on TV. I don't think it's good for the fans to be that far from the action. I don't think it's it's the type of facility that that actually works for a full football season. You want to do one game there as one of these one-offs like the NHL does? That's fine. But Mraz, by and large, I don't think playing at Daytona is a good idea for the Jaguars. Uh, I mean, the only thing I like about it is that it's still relatively close enough to keep the fan base going, but it can't be a good football-watching experience at all. But anything that keeps less games from London overall, DA, if that is Daytona, I think is a positive for those fans. It's too bad the bounce house in Orlando, home of UCF, doesn't seat more, right? Because then you could play there, yeah. which is a relatively new facility. I know it's not NFL level, but, but it's relatively new. But I think it seats, what, 30 to 40. That's still a further drive than Daytona, though, for fans, no? Yeah. yeah. In that area. Because the whole thing was right now with Trevor Lawrence, this is the time if Jaguar football is ever going to be good enough to market in that area. You want to stay as close to home as, as humanly possible. But what, then what's the option? If you don't want to drive all the way to Orlando... It's can Gainesville you, or Daytona. That's what I was going to say. Can you play games in Gainesville on Sundays and just turn it? I mean, did, I mean, Chicago did that. The Bears did that with uh, the University of Illinois. Yeah, they did. But still, Orlando is about two hours from Jacksonville, so that's not a close drive. Gainesville is about a buck sixteen, so a little yeah. bit better. I think it's got to be Gainesville. Could be playing to the Swamp. Jaguars game to the Swamp, which would not be bad. Would not be bad. It would be kind of cool. When we come back here on the DA Show, more on tonight's NBA Finals Game 5. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.